Hey everybody, it's Rusty James. It is July 31st, 2015, and this is the ride. Well, listen up everybody. I've got some great stuff to talk about today. I hope you're ready to receive what it is I got to give. So if you listened to the podcast yesterday, you'd know that I had been uh, talking highly of my buddy Max McLean, the voice behind Bible Gateways, well, at least the uh, English standard version of Scripture. And I was checking out Max this morning, uh, namely the Scripture in Jeremiah where the Lord is speaking through Jeremiah and says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. You know that one. We all know that one. If you know scripture at all, you know that one. And uh, I thought, you know, I better do what I told you we should do when we're studying scripture and reading scripture and enjoying it and letting it speak to us. And that is get the context right. So, I just told Bible Gateway, why don't you just read to me all of that chapter? And you know, I for even forgot the, the chapter. I want to say it's Jeremiah 29, but don't hold me to that. In fact, this is a challenge. Go find out if I'm right or not. Get in that word. See how I did that? So anyway, so this is the deal. The Lord's speaking to his children, the Israelites. Guess what? They're in captivity. They're in exile. They don't know what's up. They don't know what the next day holds for them. You feel like that at all today? I've just come through a season where I didn't know what my next day held. And seriously, guys and gals, it was scary. Um, you know, I just said that and it didn't even sound real. It was scary. It was gnawing at your stomach, losing your lunch kind of scary. And uh, that lasted for too long. And um, if I, I know that you might be going through something like that. And I pray right now, Lord, I just pray that they will recognize you in the situation on your name and you will meet them right where they're at and help them get through that that time amen I just realized that when I prayed just now I said the just I scolded us all for using just when we pray I probably shouldn't do that it's so ingrained in many of us I'm gonna make an effort not to do that though anyway so Jeremiah he's speaking God speaking to the Israelites who are in captivity. And this is what I got. Twice in that chapter, 
God is saying, listen up, people. Build your houses, live your life, do what you need to do. <laughs> and get this, this is what he says. Settle down! He says it twice, settle down! Okay, my son is probably going to not like this, but he'll probably listen to this podcast in 20 years and probably laugh at it, so... But my son, Seth, he likes to get agitated about things before they are things. Do you know what I'm talking about? We're getting ready to move. And he loves his internet. And he games. And he has a very nice connection. Where we're moving to, I don't think so. That's going to be an issue. I'm going to have to deal with that issue. Well, right now he's trying to deal with that issue before it's even an issue, really. And uh, I, I keep telling him, look, man, you got to just chill. <laughs> you got to chill and not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. I don't actually tell him that, but that scripture came to me just now. Yet another reason to get the Bible into you. It's amazing how much it comes out when you put it in. Okay. So, if you're in the middle of something, like you don't know what's going on next, I promise you, you've got to do this. You've got to rest in the Lord and the fact that He's with you through the valley that you're going through. He is with you through this valley. So, you know, my wife and I were wondering why did the valley have to be so freaking long? And, uh, the only thing we could really come to is that well, now that things have kind of turned out a little bit for us, we maybe realize now that, well, he was preparing something for us that wasn't quite ready to happen. So, I guess I want the things that are prepared for me to be ready for me. But in the meantime, what are you supposed to do? It was really easy to start... Some of you know that God say, man, you just don't understand what I'm going through. And that's kind of such a joke. Because he really does know what you're going through. He absolutely knows what you're going through right now. He understands that you don't have an answer. He understands that you're scared. He understands that you feel alone because you're not really hearing his voice. But he does promise that if you seek him, you will hear him. You will find him. So that do the thing that you don't necessarily want to do in the valley. Seek his face. He will be there. It seems, it seemed like for us when we were going through that, and we all will go through those times. Every one of us will. And we'll get to the top of the mountain, and then there's another valley coming. That's just kind of the way life works. At least that's the 
way it worked for me, and I think I'm no different than you. So, when you're in the valley, though, this is a time where you need to kind of drill in to your relationship with the Lord. It's kind of like you you have to have the valleys to appreciate the high, high points in your life. I used to hate rainy days until I realized that it was the rainy days that made the nice days nice. Now you couldn't do all the fun stuff outside like you might have on a nice day. But rainy days I came to appreciate. I, I love the smell of a rainy day. You know, the, I'm just reminded of that. A rainy day, you know what a rainy day smells like to me? A slightly moist, dusty window screen. Anybody relate to that? I know that's weird. But I mean, how many times as a kid would we sit at that window and I'd have it open because I like the smell of the rain and I like to watch it and I, I certainly love watching the um, lightning shows. But you'd sit there and I don't know, there's something calming about it. I don't know why I got on that tangent, but you know, when you are stuck in the middle of the valley, you could have lost a job, you could have, you could be grieving the loss of a, a family member or a friend right now, and you don't know why. The big question is why. Why, why am I having to go through this? you know, during this time, once you look through that dusty screen and recognize that the Lord is pouring blessing on you even in the midst of the storm. He hasn't counted you out. He wants you to know that you shouldn't either. He knows where you're at, and He will bring you through, I promise. So, you know, I was going to touch on some other things today, too. I've got some time. I don't know if you noticed, but I have a little bit different format. I'm using a different website to host the podcast. It's SoundCloud, and I want you guys to check it out, like it, and let me know. Let me know how it's going. Let me know what you want me to talk about, because <clears throat> I can talk about a lot of things. Upcoming uh, episodes, I'll be touching on marriage and. I don't know, do's and don'ts maybe. And some of you know that 
I also have a website called clickring.com. You need to check it out if you've never heard of it. But uh, the whole idea there is it's a reminder to us to surf the internet with Christ like internet control. Click. It's the click ring. Get it? You need to get one. And uh, our whole deal is to remind us that when we're online to make sure that we're going to appropriate places and avoiding the inappropriate places on the web. And you know what they are. I do not need to tell you what they are. So anyway, check that out. And I see what else we got going. Did I mention that I'm traveling the beautiful southwestern area of the beautiful state of Michigan this morning? Yet another sunny, slightly cloudy morning. I'm following a Chrysler who is driving quite appropriately for the speed limit. And uh, it is my exit to get off the highway right now. Just thought I'd let you know these minor details of my life. You know, minor details are still details. So I thought I'd let you know. So what kind of minor details in your life are going on? Let me know. Minor details, you know, that's the thing that makes up life. I like minor details. You know, when somebody asks you, hey, what's new? What's up? What's shaking? I tell them, well, you know, I'm wearing brown socks today. I think that's pretty exciting. And I'm wearing Hanes underwear. Can I say that? Absolutely, I can say that. This is my podcast. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I tried a different deodorant today. You know, that's what I tell people when they ask me what's new. And they give me this look like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's send you back to the loony bin. No, they don't do that. They just kind of look at me and wonder what planet I'm from. Small details. Small details are the spice of life. You know, we're going through a big detail in our life right now, in, in process of buying a home. And it will be a big detail. It'll be moving from one city to another one, but it's not that far away. It's, I don't know, 30 minutes away from where we're at, not too bad. But it's 30 minutes closer to my work, which is nice. But you know, this particular house was so perfect for us that I believe we would have bought it no matter where it was in relation to my work. But hey, that's, that's just a little minor, or a major detail in my life. But once we move, we're going to have all sorts of little minor details. The internet to my son will be a major one. 
to me it'll be a medium one, I'm thinking. But I mean, little things, like, you know, I don't know, making friends, I guess that's not a minor detail. A new town, making new friends, that's a major detail. I think anything that has to do with people is a major detail. Would you agree? People are what it's all about. God made people. Man made things, God made people. Are you focusing your efforts and your time and your devotion on the thing that really brings joy to God, which is people? Or are you focusing on things? Now before you feel all, you know, bothered by that statement, I realize that everybody's different and everybody has different, oh, different talents and giftings. And if your talent is working a farm field, which I'm looking at right now, a hay field right now, if your talent is working with machinery to do that, well, you are affecting the lives of people, certainly. You're able to feed horses and cattle and, and in turn, having healthy animals affects their owners and their riders, for example. So, you know, it is such a uh, interconnected world, so I don't want you to feel really um, bummed out that I'm challenging you if you're not dealing one-on-one -on -one with people all the time. I, I guess I'm catching myself a little bit there. Because we all have different talents. A graphic design person might be fine working in a corner, working on their talent, their craft, but ultimately it's to bring joy to a person. But you know, the joy that they get in doing what they do I think that part of what our experience as as people, as humans, is to interact with other people just to encourage them. I feel like we should encourage people. I hope this podcast encourages you through the years, as long as I'm supposed to be doing it. I hope it encourages you. you to be encouraged to look into the Word of God to see what it says about your situation. I want you to be encouraged to talk to people, even if it's not your thing. Uh, I challenge you a little bit to step out of your comfort and befriend somebody who needs a friend. I encourage my kids to do that. I used to be the kid who needed a friend and at one point in my young life I realized that once I got past a certain uh, you know past feeling lonely and all of that I thought you know what I'm gonna befriend some other kids because 
I know how I felt when I didn't have a friend or I didn't have someone who would talk to me or or trust me. So I decided, I decided, I decided to go and be a friend. And the other thing that kind of drove me there is because I also saw people who were unfriendly and how they treated other people and I absolutely didn't want to be like them because I didn't I didn't like being treated mistreated so I, I decided I was going to stop that cycle so while we're on the issue of cycle you see how this works it just kind of all flows this whole thing flows so if you're feeling like you're in a cycle where you may have been mistreated as a as a young person or you might even be mistreated right now I pray that the peace of God will rest on you right now in Jesus name and I pray that you will come to know his peace and his comfort as a father to you as a good father to you that's what I want for those who are feeling left out and the thing is is it's very easy to hurt other people when you've been hurt it almost kind of comes with the territory so we all need God to help us recognize that we need him and that he is our supply he is the supply we need it goes beyond what we're able to produce if it was just up to us well for many many eons those who haven't known the father have not had that capability to to proper to pro properly love other people and therefore there's consequences of that and, and you know bad things happen now I admit that even if you are a follower of Christ there may have been some mistakes in the past because humans make mistakes no matter who you're following but anyway, back to the cycle thing. Let's break that cycle. I believe that the Lord, who is a redeemer, who can redeem the situation, he can help you break a cycle. The cycle of pain and hurt and mistreatment that you may have received it doesn't have to continue on from you. You can receive what God has for you today and become new. If you don't know him today, you can know him today. All you do is call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Ask him to show you himself. Trust that he's for real and seek to follow his ways. And his word is the way you know. So that's my encouragement to you today. 
hope you're liking these things. I'm kind of starting to wonder if I shouldn't post those, post the audio up on YouTube. I really don't know if I want to go video though, guys, because I think I might have the face for radio. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, hope you're liking this stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be trying some different things as we, as we go, some different sound bites and whatnot, um, trying to figure out what we're supposed to be like. So I guess I'm signing off. So love you all, and we'll catch you on the flip. Another application is using the mic. Please close it, then try again. <laughs> oh, technology, I love you. Well, I just listened to a little bit of James 2. Faith without works is dead. What does that mean? It means I could tell you everything I've been telling you in this podcast for days. And if I didn't do what I was saying that we should do I'm not I'm not really it's like dead 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 fruit that that which I am speaking to you but I want to have live fruit I want to have fruit that remains I want to have good fruit which means We need to do what the Word says to do. I could tell you that I love you and I pray for you for healing and tell you to go on your way and if I fail to address your needs, I'm kind of being a charlatan. I don't want to be that. I don't even know how to spell that. But I know what it means. No charlatans here. I want the real deal. You know, that really goes against my flesh. I got to tell you. I don't want... Can I be real with you? I don't want to help... A lot of times. I'm just flat out being real with you. I don't want to always do that. But, you know, we're called to be those who help the widows and the orphans and, and the, least, the least of these among us. And, uh, you know, I saw something in the news today that really, really irked me. And, I mean, really irked me. I, there was somebody, I think, was on the side of the road and looking for help. And some decent people came up to help. 
And he shot two of them dead, I believe. And then told, I think, the, the younger person to run. And then shot her as she ran away. I think I got the story right. Well, you know, I thought that that's the kind of guy I'm supposed to help on the side of the road. So, I, that kind of thing is, is the kind of thing that causes me to think. You know, somebody could say to me, well, God would have protected you if you had done that. Well, why didn't God protect these people? These were believers that I think were part of a church or something. I, it, it's that same old question, why does that happen? Why did that terrible thing happen to good people? I think it's because terrible things happen to good people and bad people. And good things happen to bad people and good people. We don't under, we don't understand why. But if you if if you were asking me and I was being totally brutally honest with you, that kind of thing right there is partly why I have a caution about just blindly helping. Am I being stupid? No. I think I'm being wise. I've got to think about my family. I've got to protect my family. If they're with me. I don't know. This is a really hard thing. You know, I think you have to be wise to the situation. You need to be hearing from God in, in the situation. I don't know. That thing kind of threw me today. I kind of want to know what your opinion is on that whole scene. And let me know if I got the story wrong, but I'm pretty sure I got it pretty right. It just... I've met plenty of people who have received help over the years, and they're decent people. They just are in a, a bad situation, and I want to help them. And I, I feel like when I do... God is in that help and, and, it, and it's a good feeling and then there are other times that I've been involved with people and it seems like they identify with being needy and want as much help as you will give and until you've got nothing to give and it saps your energy, your strength, your emotional uh, foundation, everything and that's not fair, that's not right and I think it's demonic is what it is I mean if I put a word to it it it's, it's evil and so sometimes you have to just say okay well listen I've helped you. I've showed you what the Word says about this particular situation. You need to apply it in your life. And if they don't, and they kind of, and they kind of keep coming back for more handouts or whatever it is, you know, sometimes I got to say no. 
Does that sound harsh? I know to some people that would be harsh. Maybe I, maybe I should give in, until I can't give anymore. But I have a responsibility to my family to give them something too. What if my friend who's needful needs me to be around all the time? Is that proper to be trying to meet their need, trying to be Jesus to them? My job is to show them Jesus, but it's Jesus' job to be Jesus to them. And I also have a responsibility to my family. So, listen up. Sometimes you gotta say N-O. Boy, this sounds like a harsh word. It's Friday afternoon, I'm ready to relax and get away from work. And here I lay a heavy on us all. What's up with that? Not ready to lay heavies on people. Come on, we're supposed to be all happy and giddy and... Well, you know what? We can be that way and still honor the Lord by obeying the scripture. I think that's possible. What do you guys find difficult in the in scripture, in the word of God, that makes it challenging, kind of like the things I brought up just now. I mean, if, if it was, if it was easy to, to implement this stuff, then it would, then we'd all do it. And we, and we would reap the benefits and the blessing of God in such a way that there would be absolutely no reason to not 100% follow the word. But sometimes you got this weird thing called life that gets in the way. People. You know, I've been talking lately about people is where it's at. People is what is where God wants us to be, you know, developing relationships with. And wouldn't you know, the world would be a perfect place if it weren't for people. Myself included. So what do you do then? Well, when people disappoint you, I want you to remember that that is to be expected. Because that's what people do. So, if somebody disappoints you, just say, well, all right. I, I, I wish that hadn't happened. I wish you hadn't said that. I wish you hadn't judged me in that way or whatever it happens to be. But move on. If the person is your friend and you just need a little bit of time to cool off, you know, let that happen. It's very likely that you're gonna bother them like they bothered you at some point. You're gonna want them to not sever. You're gonna want them to take a little cooling off period and then come back and restore that relationship. 
On the other hand, if you run into folks who continually, continually tap what you have and they're not feeding you, after a while there's going to have to be a, a time when you say, you know what? You know, we're not going to be able to continue our relationship at the level that we've had it at. I hope you all know that I'm not a psychologist, and this is just all my opinion. But I think it's scripturally sound. If you don't believe me, Look in Psalms. You definitely do not want to hang out with the wrong crowd. It's nonsense to think that, well, I'm going to get these all, all these people, you know, turned around and set straight. You might. You might get some. You might. If, you, if that's what God's calling you to do, be very sure of it because in a sense like in a situation like that you kind of are acting as the teacher like the preacher and in the scripture that I was listening right before this uh, in James 2 there or maybe it's 3 actually it's James 3 we're told that teachers have a higher standard to follow so you need you really need to know if you're called to uh, you know to reach to that to that group that might be uh, a stumbling block to you so just be cautious be wise sometimes the best thing you can do in a situation like that is pray and I mean pray. I don't mean, well, I'll, I'll pray for that situation. No, I mean pray. I mean the kind of pray that is a disciplined prayer. So not, you know, five minutes here and whenever I think about it. No, you need to press in. I mean... If you're, if you're saying, well, why do, you, why do I need to do that? Doesn't God hear me? Well, okay. Yes, he does. But if pressing in wasn't necessary, then why in the world did Jesus do it? You'd think he had an in with the Father, which he did. And, he, and you know what? That should be the indication to you why you need to press in. Because of all people... On planet Earth, Jesus had that relationship with the Father that he knew the Father well, and he wanted—he knew him so well that he wanted to know him more. He wanted to know his the, the plans even more. So you need to do that. And if you know, if you think, well, I don't want to spend all that kind of time doing that kind of stuff. Well, you were going to go out and spend time with that group to try to witness to them. That would have taken time. What is it that you really want? Do you really want to 
impact that group or do you just really want to hang with that group? I'm just saying. Well, I'm getting close to getting home. So, I will catch you on the flip.